Welcome to the Recruitment Leadership Podcast, hosted by Alison Humphreys. The Recruitment Leadership Podcast is here to help those in the recruitment industry gain awareness and understanding on the hot topics faced by those in the business of hiring people. In each episode, Alison Humphreys is joined by a fellow expert to offer professional knowledge, insight and advice on the biggest subjects affecting recruitment businesses. It's the podcast to listen to for recruitment business frontrunners seeking expert information from industry-leading advisors. Welcome to the Recruitment Leadership Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Recruitment Leadership Podcast. Um, Thank you everyone for joining us again. And for anyone who's a new listener, um, thank you for signing up. And I hope you'll get lots of value from this and future podcasts. Now, I am delighted today to be joined by a very high profile guest who is a world thought leader with particular experience in the marketing and artificial intelligence areas as well. So Vladimir Botsfadze has an amazing CV, which I'll tell you a little more about in a moment. He is ranked number one global marketing thought leader by the Thinkers360 organization. He's an advisory council member at the Harvard Business Review and at the United States Artificial Intelligence Unit. I am only picking a few of the many, many accolades he's got on his profile. So Vladimir, over to you. Can you tell our audience what your story is and how you achieved such an extraordinary CV, please? Oh, hi. Hi, Alison. It is a pleasure to be on podcast. And, uh, you know, when I received the uh, invitation from you to be a guest, uh, I was on cloud nine and uh, I'm ready to share my actionable and high impact strategies with your audience to help everyone to maximize their success. You know, you know, I have more than 15 years of internal experience with a pro and track record of uh, guiding executives and top brands worldwide to initiate change drive growth and position brand as market leaders in their industries. I am recognized as one of the brightest minds in digital transformation, and I continue to play a pivotal role in maximizing brand success. I have combined my storytelling ability with my practical and unrivaled marketing expertise, and I help brands navigate uh, the digital landscape of tomorrow. My expertise has made me a popular choice as a speaker for corporate events. As you mentioned that I'm ranked number one in the world. I'm advisory council of Harvard Business Review. Also, I serve on the uh, advisory board of uh, three institutes in the United States, United States AI Institute, United States Data Science Institute, and United States Cybersecurity Institute. You know, oh, uh, I'm a, a executive uh, judge at Gartner Marketing and Communication Awards in London. And uh, also I'm a startup mentor at UCLA Anderson School of Management, also UCL uh, Enterprise and Innovation in London. And I also mentor uh, entrepreneurs at uh, Abu Dhabi SME Hub, you know. Uh, I have been interviewed as a thought leader by the American Marketing Association. And uh, last year I spoke uh, alongside Philip Kotler at the Global Marketing Summit where my presentation has received the rave reviews. So I'm also a mentor at uh, Takeoff Istanbul Summit. Uh, in uh, Turkey, where uh, in Turkey, they already managed to produce six unicorns and uh, they are moving forward in terms of uh, startups and innovation. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, also, uh, I'm a career mentor at the University of Westminster. I have won like more than 100 global awards. Uh, I'm uh, among top five successful entrepreneurs to watch. I'm ten, uh, top 10 inspiring business leaders. Top, wow. Uh, top, uh, you know, <laughs> okay. and, uh, and also uh, uh, my success is associated with uh, the UK because I moved to the UK when I was uh, 22 in 2009. And where I, I embarked or embarked on this uh, incredible journey, uh, I made lifelong friends, uh, long-standing business partnership with so many associations and businesses. You know, and uh, as you know that I'm represented by more than uh, six, seven uh, speakers bureaus throughout throughout the UK. I work with Kruger Cohn, Champion Speakers, Inspirational Speakers UK, and so many agencies. And uh, last year I was invited as a judge to Prolific North Marketing Awards in Manchester, and I was the only international judge who was invited to, in Manchester. So. I'm very happy that, you know, I, I consider UK my home away from home because uh, because when I speak with amazing people from the UK, we are on the same wavelength. We uh, we share the same entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, I, I all, always reinvent myself and, uh, you know, it's just incredible how much we can uh, achieve together, you know. Right. That, Vladimir, that is a, an extraordinary set of achievements and accolades that you've achieved. Yeah. Um, so for listeners um, to the Recruitment Leadership Podcast, um, just know that Vladimir is absolutely leading edge in these topics. And I'd like to focus in now on yeah. the recruitment industry as such. So during yeah. my career, I've seen lots of revolutions. So, you know, I've seen computerization and um, the internet and job boards and then LinkedIn and all these, every time, lots of voices in the recruitment industry were saying, oh my God, this is it. This is the end for recruiters um, yes. and we'll all be redundant. This revolution that we are now facing, um, one in which you're uh, an expert and thought leader, is yes. about AI. And so focusing on, on this sector, tell us, please, what do you think will be the impact of AI on the recruitment industry in the next two to five years? Yes, uh, great question, Alison. Thank you. You know, you know 5.1 trillion uh, global business value will be derived from AI by 2025 and global spending on AI will double to 300 billion by 2026, you know? According to the World Economic Forum, 90% uh, AI workforce uh, is not skilled and en emphasis on AI education and certifications will be uh, more, uh, more sought after in the future. You know, chatbots will become more efficient by enabling personalized uh, interactions, intelligent reviews and resolutions. For example, ChatGPT is a most tried AI tool and users stick to it. 85 million jobs will be replaced by AI in 2025 in medium and large businesses across six economies and 15 industries. And 50% of empl employers are expected to accelerate the automation of uh, some roles in uh, their companies. And 43% of businesses say that they are set to reduce their workforce uh, due to technology integration. And what are the top 10 skills of, of 2023 by the World Economic Forum? First is analytical thinking, 
Second is creative thinking, because um, it is followed by resilience, flexibility, agility, forces, motivation, and self-awareness. Fifth, curiosity and lifelong learning. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what we do, we need to be curious. We need to focus on lifelong learning, which is a bedrock of my growth, you know? The sixth skill is technological literacy. Uh, seventh is dependability and attention to detail followed by empathy and active listening, leadership and social influence and uh, quality control, you know? And uh, organizations expect AI boom to reinvigorate growth. And for example, what are the top 10 cities for AI in the UK? You know, London, Reading, Cambridge, Manchester, Brighton, Oxford, Edinburgh, Leeds, Birmingham, Bristol, because they are creating more AI companies, you know? 77 of consumers use, a, for example, AI-powered service or device. And I believe that about six in 10 Americans believe that AI will have a major impact on workers generally, but only 28% believe that it will have a major effect on them personally. 84% of, business, of businesses must implement AI to maintain competitiveness in industry. And uh, U.S. workers, for example, would want AI to completely take over the following tasks, for example, data processing, automate digital tasks, information discovery, mistake reduction, process simplification, automate physical tasks, and problem solving. So as you can see, AI is integrated into recruitment uh, on a daily basis. Every company should become AI company in the future. It doesn't matter even if it's a recruitment company every company should uh, become a, an AI company. And I believe that 85% of organizations that fail to scale AI, they will not be in business in the foreseeable future. And this is coming at us really, really quickly now, isn't it? So listeners may want to, to actually listen back to all the statistics that Vladimir's just produced there. I'd like to drill down on just a couple um, and you may want to play it back at a slower pace if you're listening to the podcast. But first of all, you said there, Vladimir, um, I jotted down 85 million jobs you think will be replaced by AI in the next two to five years. That means that there'll be there'll be meta changes as well as people asking, well, hang on, which are the jobs most likely to be replaced? The yeah. other thing that it suggests is that there will be a lot more applicant availability or does it is that is that what what that figure suggests to you Ellison you know AI in recruitment it is like an innovation meets opportunity you know and what are the benefits of AI recruitment for example uptime in workflow cost reduction per screen a decrease in turnover and increase in revenue per employee and what are the biggest recruitment challenges nowadays? Finding uh, qualified uh, experienced hires, identifying full-time talent with uh, uh, right skills and finding qualified entry-level hires. And for example, employer branding is a top priority for businesses of all sizes. And uh, most hiring and firing decisions come down to soft skills. I believe that 94% uh, of recruiters, uh, recruiters use or plan to use social media for for recruiting and uh, and in 90 96% believe that ai can greatly enhance talent acquisition and retention 14 hours average amount of time per week a uh, cost uh, uh, cost to manually completing tasks and what 
what can be automated sourcing screening and modeling you know and companies using ai are broadly more effective as they are using customized employee management or personalized uh, career uh, career pass and they are increasing talent retention they are reducing candidate screen time targeting worthy candidates and boosting engagement with recruitment platforms so they are renovating interview processes you know so mm. I, I i believe that uh, ai has a huge impact on recruitment so uh, if uh, companies that uh, don't uh, effectively take advantage of ai they lag behind you know Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, I'm sure we can all envisage a future where we have much more intelligent approaches to sourcing, highly personalised, where we can source on the basis of skills rather than CVs or job titles. And, and I'm sure a lot of people are thinking already, oh, I can be using ChatGPT for, to produce some relevant content, you know, at least as a starting point. What I'd just like to highlight to listeners is in that list of the 10 most important skills for the for the the new future you mentioned there two things i'd like to highlight empathy and curiosity so not technical skills and that gives me great comfort that actually we're not all going to be made redundant and that we do need to consider emphasizing new aspects of person specifications when hiring than we have before so you and i have previously discussed our opinions about sales pitches and how we seriously need to change <laughs> the commonest approach in the age of, of AI. Um, just to set the scene for our listeners, um, I've had two calls this morning. One was unsolicited, um, automated via LinkedIn, and it was a classic. It opened with, hi, my name is X, I shan't shame this person, um, and here's what I do. And my heart instantly sunk because I'm thinking this person, I, I already know their name. I've clicked on a message that says such and such has sent you, has sent you a message. This person actually has no concept of selling. And ironically, that's what she was trying to sell. And then later on, I had a, a, a pre-booked half hour um, video call um, with a business where I was actually, you know, quite interested in their, in their product. It was a technical product. And um, the individual who came on um, said something that something very generic and then said to me, so tell me, what does your business do? Well, my heart sank at that because for someone to take up a plan half an hour of my time and not have done the most basic um, research into that call was, you know, pretty disappointing. Um, and I so very uh, being up trying to be my most polite, I said to this individual, tell me what research you have done before this call. And he said, we don't really do that. Um, this is a, you know, a kind of get to know you and a demo. And then if we need to get to know more about you, we'll do that later. So I think there's a there's a whole area of automated selling that really needs to rethink now that we have AI possibilities. I know you've got strong opinions about sales pitches and, and how we need to change them. So can you talk Alison, to us a bit you more? Know, I'm, I'm against sales pitches because uh, salespeople are oriented on short-term growth, short-term success. And uh -huh. as, someone, as someone who has spearheaded one of the fastest growing personal brands in the world on a showstring budget and who thinks in the long term that I don't think in a 
uh, short term and medium term. I think in the long term because you know I moved to the United States when I was 18, then I moved to the UK when I was 22, then Dubai 27, and you know I have always thought in the long term because you know I always push self education. I quit the red race and I have built my personal brands on Twitter and I was working uh, 16 hours a day on Twitter from 2014 to 2022 just because I wanted to uh, build a great uh, personal brand. So I have positioned myself as a media company and I have, uh, I have provided uh, value. So uh, whoever provides value, whoever is close to audience, whoever is close to consumers always wins in the long term, you know? So... Uh, I position myself as a media company. I have just imagined that I was Forbes, I was Bloomberg, I was CNN, BBC of my industry. So I provide uh, in, enlightening, informative content to my audience. You know, so so people started following me. Uh, it's not about uh, growing following. It's all about community. It's all about the power. Power of community is just uh, incredible. You know, because uh, when you build a great community, then you can. Uh, achieve anything in your industry you know because you can you can gain ground you can go places you can move up in the world so i have made a quantum leap uh, i have a, a gain momentum and i have made a breakthrough as a speaker as a thought leader as a ever judge as a mentor i i now work all over the world uh, and um, uh, i i have been signed with more than 25 speakers bureaus throughout the world just because uh, i have forgotten sales speeches and i have a uh, uh, I have been in a, a storytelling mode. So it doesn't matter what we do. We need to tell our stories. So how we are going to tell our stories, right? Through tweets, through blogging, through vlogging. So the cost of entry uh, is zero dollars uh, to build your personal brand. So whereas uh, it used to cost a fortune to reach global audiences like uh, 25 years ago, through traditional uh, marketing channels, you have you had to pay millions millions of dollars to uh, to media to reach global audiences. Now everything is available at our fingertips. You know, uh, mm -hmm. it costs zero dollars to have a Twitter account. It costs zero dollars to upload your video to YouTube. It costs zero dollars to have your presence on Tumblr, TikTok. Facebook, Instagram, of course, we need to think positive. We need to think in the long term. We need to remain curious. We need to uh, pick brain uh, of successful people because uh, uh, I believe that uh, if we think that we are the smartest person in the room, we are in the wrong room and we need to change our circle. We need to surround ourselves with uh, people who are curious. So uh, as you mentioned, the, the fifth skill by the World Economic Forum is a curiosity and lifelong learning. So I believe that lifelong learning and uh, curiosity have been the bedrock of my growth because uh, I never depended on formal education, on formal degrees. And I, I have learned a great deal from Elon Musk uh, about his uh, work ethic that he worked uh, like a hundred hour work weeks and uh, other people used to work like a 40 hour work weeks and uh, Elon Musk turned all the tables just because uh, he was uh, working like hell. He was going into overdrive and uh, uh, he he put his uh, shoulder to the wheel. So uh, Elon's uh, efforts uh, ha has paid off because he was very, uh, he was thinking in the long term. So I believe that uh, I'm now 36, right? So uh, in retrospect, uh, uh, I worked uh, like uh, 16 hours a day in the last uh, 15 years because uh, I love what I'm doing. 
I'm passionate about what I do. I, I have told my stories through different channels and I have been I have been invited to conferences, to master classes and uh, it was I, I have made my dreams come true that I have been signed with global speakers agencies throughout the world and uh, even I when I see myself a champion speaker in the UK, Las Vegas speakers bureau American speakers, of course, of course my effort has paid off because I was pushing. Uh, from 2014 to 2021 on Twitter to build my personal brand, whereas people used to denigrate Twitter uh, uh, brand building, uh, Instagram brand building. And uh, they uh, when when they used to hang out at bars and nightclubs, I was working like hell, you know. So, mm -hmm. so I'm very proud of my journey that uh, that uh, I, have, uh, I have paved my path and I have navigated my field. Uh, this ecosystem through my uh, courage, uh, perseverance, persistence, sleepless nights, and I was uh, sleeping uh, like four hours uh, uh, a day in order to build a personal brand. So I'm very, I'm very happy that uh, I did not spend millions of dollars on building my personal brands and uh, with. Uh, I just built my website. I just tweeted. I just uh, uh, I, I I uploaded 40, uh, 45 videos uh, to YouTube, and I, I'm now. I, I gained thousands of views and I have been signed with uh, American and uh, international speakers agencies. And uh, mm -hmm. so I believe that success, success depends on uh, backbone, not wishbone. So we need to be disciplined. Uh, uh, we need to uh, choose curiosity, optimism. And uh, also our surrounding is very important, Alison, our surrounding, because, you know, our surrounding truly determines our future. So I always... Uh, I always try to separate the good, the good from the bad. I, I mean, I take risks, so you can make an omelet without breaking eggs. I understand. So, of course, so we need to. There have there have been lots of uh, trials and tribulations behind my success, and uh, but uh, I always uh, I have always chosen optimism that uh, I was. Uh, learning from the best and of course uh, London has been the bedrock of my growth because you know it's just like that I'm like a fish in the water when I'm in the UK and I love everyone in the UK to what extent the UK what what the UK has given to the world it's just unparalleled in my book mm -hmm. strong message there Vladimir that I just want to draw the audience's attention to is what you said was stop doing sales pitches and start creating valuable content, valuable enlightening content out through multiple channels. And effectively what you're saying is sort of build your brand and people will come to you. Is that is that right? Yes, it's all about building your brand. You know, for example, Nike, Nike is Nike because of storytelling and because Nike has been in a branding, marketing and storytelling mode in the in the last uh, 30, 30 years because... Mm -hmm. Because they collaborate with athletes to tell the best stories, so it's it should be a great inspiration to us to tell our stories and position ourselves as media companies and the brand builders, not salespeople. So so okay. we need to, we need to we need to we must forget sales pitches and we must start telling our stories. You know, so the entire world will come to us to work with us because we we are in storytelling mode and we provide value. So we must provide value to audiences online we must provide value you know okay so that's a pretty strong message and some of our audience will be thinking well you know hang on i need to think about money and cash flow so lots and lots of recruitment businesses operate on quite small margins and cash flow is a real issue so they are excited by ai for example but they fear 
the initial investment that they have to make of you know time and and production if you like what advice would you give people who are reluctant to make that investment and how could they measure the return on that investment yes great great questions uh, Alison. you know ai is the only way to go traditional recruitment must evolve or become extinct with the implementation of ai and ai is a future of recruitment you know build better relationships with candidates improve productivity and candidate experience and eliminate human bias you know and companies with uh, uh, high pain points are more likely to adopt ais than those with uh, low pain points you know and the larger large staffing firms are lagging uh, and most say ai helps to eliminate human bias you know AI-enabled chatbots are critical for uh, reaching Gen Z and millennial recruits. You know, reskill and upskill uh, your employees, retain uh, your employees uh, longer, make unbiased uh, data-driven decisions, save time through automation and improve uh, hiring quality. Just to pick out some of the nuggets there. Uh, you're applying it, uh, saying the ROI can be measured on improved candidate experience, which yes. means engagement, uh, yes. eliminating bias, so broadening your candidate pool and making it quicker and more efficient to find the right people for jobs, and engaging Gen Z and millennial employees. Yes. So those are all highly measurable in, in monetary terms. Tell us about your fears surrounding AI. Are there any fears that particularly apply to the recruitment marketplace? Yeah, I mean, Elon Musk said that uh, we should be careful about AI. If I had to guess at what our biggest existential threat is, it is probably that, you know, so uh, automation risk by job type, uh, uh, food, food preparation, construction, driving, agricultural labor, garment manufacturing, personal service, sales, customer service, business administration, IT, science and engineering, healthcare, hospitality, and retail management, and teaching, teaching, you know, so... As you can see, so many, so many people are able to see the handwriting on the wall and uh, truly AI is a tip of the iceberg, of course, and uh, AI is going to replace so many people's jobs. So we need to, people need to upskill and reskill because in order to remain competitive. And I believe that uh, people should start building their side hustle. People should start building their personal brands. People should start tweeting actively and start publishing information across uh, five, six social media channels. And I believe that if people start creating like uh, 20 pieces of content across five social media channels, this will allow them to build their side hustle. They will have different revenue streams, whether they will uh, become a public speakers, mentors, teachers, uh, or uh, coaches, or they will end up uh, building their website. So I just, I just started my side hustle into a profitable business that's now i uh, the, i'm a well-renowned uh, software leader and co consultant because uh, uh, i was just uh, patient i was just curious i was just uh, i i was pushing uh, lifelong learning so uh, if we follow for example warren buffett's advice that uh, we need to read uh, 400 500 pages a day of course uh, uh, learning is a treasure that follows its owner everywhere so uh, whatever you learn on a daily basis will follow you everywhere so you will be very competitive you will be at the top of your game in order because you push self-education you you are active across social media channels and it just it's just uh, 
uh, cost zero dollars, you know, to build a personal brand. So everyone needs to strike while the iron is hot and mm -hmm. uh, to make hay while the sun shines, you know. <laughs> okay, so just a point um, that, that's been raised on previous podcasts, um, and that is about the risks of bias in AI, particularly in, in say, candidate selection or, or sourcing. Um, so we have touched on this before, but could you just outline for listeners who haven't thought about this, what, you know, what the risks look like? And what, how we can guard against those? Well, listen, you know, every com every company should become must become an AI company. If they fail to scale AI in the future, they will be out of business, and eighty five million jobs will be replaced by AI in, in by twenty twenty five. Can you imagine that millions of people will uh, start losing their jobs? So how how they are going to remain competitive in the age of AI, right? Because they need to depend on soft skills because uh, our competitive advantage uh, is still soft skills, I believe, soft skills, you know, curiosity, lifelong learning, uh, empathy. Those skills are very important by the world economy and analytical thinking, creative thinking, resilience, flexibility and agility, motivation. We need to have self-awareness because self-awareness is very important. We need to be convinced in our abilities that uh, when we start hitting the ground running, we will uh, we will uh, go the extra mile. We will uh, achieve our goals. So it's very important. Also, attention to detail. Everything is all about thinking in the long term, Ellison. I think thinking uh, in the long term because uh, Jeff Bezos built Amazon because uh, Jeff Bezos was very consumer centric. Uh, Jeff Bezos was very um, uh, patient, experimental. Joe Bezos says that uh, if we double experiments uh, we do per year, we are mm -hmm. going to double our inventiveness. So the more experiments, the better. The more content we publish, the more successful we become. So recruiting companies should create more uh, content. I mean, yeah. the more content they uh, create in the long term, the more successful they become. They need to position themselves as media company, you know. I mean, no, nobody cares about sales pitches. They they need to have podcasts like yes, you do because I think you think in the long term. That's why you have amazing podcasts. You invite amazing experts to your uh, episodes, and you you share uh, you publish information. So we need to position position ourselves as a media company. Listen, as a media mm -hmm. company. So one of the things I'm going to take from that though is when yes. I mentioned about the. Um, bias in AI you, yes. you talk about Jeff Bezos and curiosity and experimenting so while lots of the AI that's available right now isn't perfect it's getting perfected so rapidly that we shouldn't let us stop us using it um, don't wait for perfection um, start using it now okay Vladimir this is there's a lot to unpack in there thank you so much I know listeners will want to go back and listen to this perhaps slow down and take some notes you have a social media following of about 130,000 people yes, yes. Yes. if any listeners from the recruitment leadership podcast want to speak to you about supporting them in building their brand and so forth. And I know you offer various solutions to that. How should they get in touch with you? Uh, Alison, well, people can visit me at uh, www.vladimirbotswate.com where they can check out my services. If they, if they have podcasts, they can invite me to their episodes. So I'm also, they can also invite me to conferences, you know. 
Also, people can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm open to new connections. They can uh, follow me on Twitter at Vlado Botswadze, also on Instagram at Vladimir Botswadze. So let's connect and let's uh, build great things in the future. Vladimir, it's been um, splendid to have you on. Thank you so much. Listeners, Vladimir's, the spelling of his name will be in the program notes very quickly. It is V-L-A-D-I-M-E-R. And then Botsvadze, B-O-T-S-V-A-D-Z-E, if you're looking for him. I hope that's been of interest to you. Thank you for joining us. Vladimir, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Recruitment Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe, review and share so that others can find the podcast too. We really appreciate your support. If you have any questions about the topics covered or wish to find out more about recruitment leadership, please email alison at recruitmentleadership.co.uk referencing the podcast. We're also on LinkedIn where you can follow recruitment leadership and connect with Alison Humphreys. Thank you for listening and we hope you join us next time for another episode of the Recruitment Leadership Podcast.